What's up, mob? It's your girl, T, and we're back for another episode of Mob Talk. I hope you guys are staying safe and celebrating one of the greatest weeks of the year, NAIDOC Week. And for this NAIDOC Week, the theme is Hill Country. Now, this theme is quite special to all Aboriginal people, I would say, because of our strong connection to country. And I was lucky enough to go back home onto my country, the richer country, earlier this year with my grandmother, my pop, my nana and the rest of my family. So we were out in our homelands and I was lucky enough to record two episodes for you all. First episode being a little bit about our history and the second having some really great stories in it. So I hope you guys enjoy the episodes. Welcome back to Mob Talk with Talia Little. Standing on Luritra Country with my Papa John, who I'm going to pass the microphone over to. Papa John, you got to speak up to it like this. A bit closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hello there, everybody. I'm John Little. I'm Talia's pop in Aboriginal way. Um, I'd just like to echo the sentiments of my big sister, Lorraine. But I might say some words in language also. So I'm going to say something like, um, this is our country, this is where we are. Ready? Yeah, yeah. All right. Wai Waltutura. That means, hey, g'day family. Ngaila John Little Wankanyi. I'm John Little talking. Ngurunangada is... Um, Ngura, we called it, Ngura means place or home. This place we've called it Kuruko, and it's, we're in a grove of um, mulga scrub, so we've called it after that. And we got direction from mum and somewhere senior aunties about that name. So we're on Luricha and Maritutara Purama country in this area. We're on the banks of the Fink River. We're about five k's away from where Nana was actually born on the on the bank of the river many years ago. She was one of those kids that weren't registered. Um, she wasn't one that was stolen. She was one of the ones that was stolen back from a institution by her mother, who came in the middle of the night and stole her back. So. Um, Mum hasn't had uh, the opportunity to go to white man's school too much, but she's well schooled in Aboriginal culture, language, and knowledge of the country. So, thanks, Papa John. Would My you pleasure. mind um, explaining a bit to our mob listening what our homelands mean to us or mean to you specifically? Well, homelands are uh, years ago in the, about the seventies. It was um, a way people on larger communities throughout the Northern Territory and other parts of Australia, remote areas of Australia where people wanted to move away from the pressures of living in a big community where there might be up to two or three thousand people sometimes. Up the top end you've got communities with three or four thousand people. So it's a lot of people to be living on a remote community. Cause a lot of stress, strain, conflict. So it's almost like a small town in the middle of the bush. So that movement sort of took place in the early 70s. And we've always dreamed of um, moving back to the country that 
Nanabess here has fought for through a very complex court system uh, through the land claim process in the Northern Territory so it's been a long and hard fight but we've basically had the ha uh, land handed back for about 20 years now and it's taken a long time for that to happen but <clears throat> we'd be one of the few families that are actually living on this country that people have um, fought for. Nana was one of the senior traditional owners who um, had knowledge of the country and uh, stories and um, places um, of significance. She's very high up in the woman's Aboriginal law, so she knows a lot of where the stories actually travel through. And um, I've lost my train of thought now looking at that car. That's all right. Who is it? Who's Who's rocking I don't know up? Who that is. No, we weren't expecting anymore. Do we have a wide mob of family that just rock up to the outstation? Is that a yeah? We you know we've always got people coming, uh, and we welcome our mob to come and visit. And it's, it's great to see a mob from who live in other parts of Australia to be here on this long weekend. It's great to have Nana Bess here with your mob too at the same time. Mm -hmm. So we're pretty lucky to have an elder like that. Mm -hmm. in our presence. She's pretty bossy, but um, we've all learned to cope with that. <laughs> I'd say very. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel I feel pretty lucky as a, a young Aboriginal woman to have the opportunity to come out and mm. be on my homeland with my favourite grandmother, my grandmother that likes a bit of mingle, giving me biggest mob to take to Melbourne. <laughs> no, we're pretty lucky to have elders in our family, so mm -hmm. you know we yep. just um, use that as our, our base to um, build our outstation. We've built this place on hardly any government funds, so everything we've um, done here is a lot of it's come out of Nana's pocket mm -hmm. when she was pretty good at the pokies. So pretty good at the pokies. We've actually got yeah. one of our. One thing that's evident of that, yeah, the Triton. Yep, and the house. Yep. So, you know, not many people can say that they've helped pay for the construction of the buildings <laughs> on their their place. So, With the we're bogeys. very proud of that. Yeah. Yep. But a lot of that and the labour. One of the things I did to Nana when she said, oh, "You mob have to uh, do something with the land now that we've got it," and I said, "All right, the first thing we're going to do is try and build you a house." So she ran off to where the pokies are situated <laughs> and came back with a pocket full of money. <laughs> so we put that into building the house. Yeah, we had um, nephews, sons, uncles, grandpas here helping us. So, you know, it's a team effort and um, we value all the help that we've got from all our extended family. And... Um, only Lorraine and I come out every weekend from work, so we just do little bits every time we come out. But um, we want to get it to a stage where it's comfortable and, you know, we can get lots of people here, all our family members. Mm -hmm. So we are talking about a bit of the history of um, our homelands before. Taking it back to early 1900s, what was the before story of getting our land back? Um, well, all this area was... Cattle stations. <clears throat> uh, sometimes Aboriginal people weren't welcomed on those places. 
in this area, about 30 kilometres away from where we are. Um, over the years, there's been a number of recorded massacres, so quite a few of our mob have been killed by police and others. So, um, you know, there's a living history of that. People still remember that the stories have been passed down from our elders, and we can actually go to those places and got the general idea of where that took place. So we've got living memory of where those places are. So it's not recorded. Some of it's recording in recorded in books, but um, we've got people like Nana Best to... Mm. Yeah, yeah. So... What do you mean by that? <coughs> yeah. What is that? What does frontier policemen mean? Uh, they were just mobile policemen. They rode around the countryside upholding the law. I've got a cough with impunity. Hang on a minute. That's all right. So that was before early, like that was not early 1900s? Yeah, it would have been, I reckon. Yeah. When um, we were away, we went to, I think we were on near running, oh, I don't know where we were. No, yeah, no, you yeah. running waters mm. was that that creek, mm. and then there's like the little bridge, and you go up, and um, there's an old police mm. station or where they used to hold mob. Mm. What what was that? Can you explain? That was one of the first first police stations in this area, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of our ancestors were taken when they were chained up and maybe sent to other parts of Australia, or, because they might have done something to um, break the law they could have speared a cow or something like that mm-hmm. to eat and that was breaking the law back then mm. right so um, you know the laws were pretty tough against our local mob and um, we're lucky to have survived and our elders like Nana Bess here to tell us about some of the things Mm, very lucky. Mm. When we went back up there for um, Mob Who's Listening, this, uh, I would say, uh, brick infrastructure was pretty broken down and it was probably the size of, what would you say, metre by mm. metre? By yeah. yeah, it might be two metres. Something. Two metres and this was almost like a box of bricks and there was one hole mm. in the wall that was a window and that was probably, I don't know, the size of a small box. Mm. So seeing that was pretty harsh reality to what that it was like back the jail then. Where our mob were chained mm. to the floor, mostly and with the chain around their neck or something, or yep. around the leg. To see um, all of us mobs standing here today, you know, Gran always says to me, "We're pretty lucky blackfellas," mm. and to have an elder like Nana, pretty deadly um, woman full of knowledge, five languages. <laughs> Nana can speak. I remember I called Nana up couple months ago saying, no, no, I really want to learn language. And the first thing she starts skiting to me about is how many languages <laughs> she lo- knows how to speak. Starts talking a bit R&R. That's not like her. No, 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 doesn't skite at all, eh? Who? Nana? No, no, what? Who? <laughs> That's all right. So we talk about um, this year for NADOC, NADOC year, it's Hill Country, Nana. Do you know, do you know about NADOC week? This year it's, it's Healing Country. It means that they're, how would you say it? Phrase? Do you know what I'm talking about, Jackson? 
No. Well, their phrase or their... Um, Theme, yeah, the theme. The theme of this year's NAIDOC, so Reconciliation Week, is Heal Country. So I guess we can relate that back to our homestead, our home homeland, you know? Thinking back to the history that you were talking about, Papa John, to now, that's pretty much what you might have been doing every weekend, week in, week out. Well, that's two very important words. Healing and country. And that's why we're on this land, I think. Because the country heals us and we're trying to heal the country from what little we're doing here. Um, One of the things that I do here is we use this place as a place of learning also. Where we get whitefellas from down south to come see what we do see a positive Aboriginal story, get them to meet some of the locals and understand how people live in this country and hear some of the local stories. And um, also for them, we want these guys from down south to come here and go away and be our friends and ambassadors Mm -hmm. for our cause. Not only our cause for here, but for all Aboriginal people of Australia. Mm. Because a lot of these people only get to see Aboriginal people in a bad light through the media. There's lots of good stories out there, and not only us, there's heaps of people that are doing nearly the same thing as us. But, you know, people don't get that exposure or coverage because it doesn't, it's not good for the news. They want, you know, negative stories. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of good things happening. Um, we're pretty lucky with our immediate family. You know, we've got lots of people that have got lots of skills. But I think that came about from our elders, like Nana Bess and my dad, where the first thing they wanted us to do was go to school and get educated so that we could be advocates for the family and um, help help the family uh, arrange for things to happen in a in a respectful way. Up until then, they lived a tough life without any, with minimum rights. In the Northern Territory, we were still a, uh, under the control of South Australia for a long time. Really? Until, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and this was back in the, would be the early 20s, 30s where we're almost like a colony of South Australia. So we were controlled by South Australia. So all the decisions were made thousands of miles away for us mob up here. Mm-hmm. But over the years, you know, we've got a form of self-government now in the Northern Territory. It's still nearly the same where the decisions for us in the bottom part of the Territory are made in Darwin. Mm-hmm. And there's a big contrast between Darwin and Alice Springs, you know, they get cyclones, we get dust storms. Mm-hmm. So that's how much a difference there is between the countries. We're in the desert, they're in the tropics. So lots of things like that help shape the way the territory is now. Um, we've got a high population of Aboriginal people in the Northern Territory. We've got a on paper, if you look at the map of the Northern Territory, you see, I think it's 
of the Northern Territory is owned by Aboriginal people. It's designated Aboriginal land. Mm. We're on Aboriginal land here. We're designated um, land also. So this is, to be specific, this is not white man's land? No, no. This is, this is Aboriginal it's, land. It's designated Aboriginal land now, this place where we mm. are. That's pretty special. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on Mob Talk this week. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and don't forget to chuck us a follow on Instagram. And we'll see you all for another yarn soon.